Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus today always, always gives us these sayings. He gives us these sayings that are somewhat strange, somewhat we can't really kind of understand it from the first outlook. We really have to kind of take our time to pray with it, to analyze it, to study it, to kind of compare it with what comes next to the gospel, whatnot, right? Today he gives us one of those strange sayings. Here in the midst of some of the most popular Bible number seven, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is saying that no one comes to the Father except for me. But yet he says something again. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me will also do the works that I do. He will do the works that Jesus does. But he who believes in me will also do greater works than these. He will do greater works than these. from Jesus today. He will do greater works than these. He who follows my way will do even greater than I <laughs> What does he mean? It's always not a flustered theologians. It's flustered people. It's flustered Christians. What is, what is Jesus saying? The greater works than these he will do. Again, many people have confused this over the years. If we look at today's society, it could be, you know, are we supposed to be Christians who go around? healing crowds and crowds of people, which, right, maybe sometimes it does happen, but is that our ultimate goal? Is that our goal to go around healing, healing crowds of people, kind of bringing them to Jesus in that way? Are we supposed to see it as kind of the Holy Spirit leading us to advances in technology where we can solve cures to various diseases and whatnot, and whatever it might be, whatever it might be? Or is it simple? We are to follow Jesus in everything that He does. And that we are, to a certain sense, as I've been saying in weeks, convert, bring them to Christ. I think to really figure this out, the meaning behind the saying of Jesus, we have to take a step back, take a step back, and to look back in the time of Jesus, the time of the disciples, when Jesus is speaking to them, and he's telling them these things. They're puzzles. They still understand. Let's go from their perspective. When Jesus was on earth physically, it's said that he did not travel more than 25 miles outside of Jerusalem, outside of his hometown of Galilee, and he didn't really travel too far, and he's never traveled outside of Palestine. Never really made it that far, and his ministry was really kind of limited to a certain area. So when he was actually here, physically in the flesh, he didn't travel too far. And now we know that places outside of Israel, places outside of Palestine, had never heard of Jesus. When we imagine Europe, we think of Christianity. We think of these great massive, massive churches, these great massive cathedrals built out of marble, built with some of the most priceless paintings you'll ever see in your life, built with stonework that's so intricate it cannot be copied today. You know, we think of, for example, the Vatican. When you think of the Vatican, you think of St. Peter's Square, St. Peter's Church, where the Pope resides, People have said that this will never ever be copied again in all of human history. By the way, there's a reason. Kind of a side note. If you go, if you ever have the chance, the privilege of going to Europe, and you see these massive churches, you see these absolutely beautiful churches, many people will say, many historians will say this will never be copied again. Because the amount of love that went into it, the entire village got together, and sometimes it would take a hundred years to build this church, but everybody gave it their blood, their sweat, their tears, all of their earnings, 
because they understood that what they did on Sundays was more important than anything else they could do throughout their entire life. And that is why it goes the privilege of that. We see that this is the same love they had for Jesus in the early days that we have to have today. Going back, going back to the Here are the disciples who again are hearing the words of Jesus and they're confused. Here are these places in the world that have not yet heard of Jesus. And the disciples who are now being sent out to preach the word of Jesus. One thing that Jesus says right after the gospel that we read today is that after he ascends to his father, right? After the resurrection of Jesus, we believe that 40 days afterwards, he teaches the disciples, and on the 40th day he descends to heaven. Before he ascends to heaven, he told them, I'm going to send to you the Holy Spirit. I'm going to give you this Holy Spirit that will be with you all. And whatever you ask in my name will be granted to you. In the same way, we're called to listen to that. Spirit. These disciples who went out listened to the Holy Spirit, and they preached Christianity to the entire world, and the world at the time looked much like it does today. Very little morality, people were confused about everything from, from how to live their lives, honest people, from sexual morality, whatever it might be. People were just as confused during the time of the early apostles as they were today. And yet, as they go out, they listen to the Holy Spirit, tells them you will do greater than these, and we see it. Christianity is now the world's largest religion. It started from just a group of twelve in Israel, the world's largest stretching from Israel to China, stretching from Israel to Spain, stretching from Israel all the way to Russia, all the way to Africa, and all the way to South America, all over the four corners of the world. Christianity is now proclaimed, the gospel has now been heard by almost the entire world. Amazing. When we look at just the sheer numbers, now we begin to understand what Jesus means, that you will do even greater things than I do, by just the number, by just preaching the Word of God, in a world that is so hostile to the Word of God, in a world that is like the world. The reason I tell you each and every week, brothers and sisters, the reason I heard this in previous how is mine, that it is your responsibility to go out into the world as the current disciples of Christ, as the ones who know Jesus Christ, to go out into the world and to preach, to make Him known, to realize that the Holy Spirit is at work in our own hearts, and that through the Holy Spirit we know who Jesus Christ is, and that this should infiltrate, this should be in every part of our hearts. This should not just, Christianity should not just be something that's nice, and we kind of put it away in the closet until each and every Sunday, and every Sunday we can pull it out, we kind of you know, we put on our Sunday vest, things like that, and then, okay, Jesus, you're nice, I'll put you back on the shelf. No, no, no. Jesus Christ must be worn each and every day. He must be worn in our hearts each and every day if we are to proclaim. But there are ways in which we don't realize that Jesus is not alive in our hearts. What do I mean? The Holy Spirit's at work. If you are to, as I said in the past, if you are to preach Jesus Christ to your family members who are away from Jesus, to your friends who are away from Jesus, to your co-workers who are away from Jesus, why should they listen to you? It's because I want you to be people who are set apart from the world. What do I mean? 
People who do not give in to the society, people who don't give in to just the trends of the day. People who don't just give in to the latest fads and whatever they might be, but people who discern everything by discerning everything through everything that you're doing and try to say, is this where I'm putting out Jesus Christ? Is this going to help me set me apart from the world? Is what I'm doing following Jesus? For those of us who are in the world, oh, well, for parents, teens, and adults, reverence. Take a look first off school. Take a look at what's going on, what's being taught in your school. What are your children being taught? What are you being taught? And is it compatible with what the church teaches? Is it what Jesus would say? Take a look. There's so much confusion in the world, like I said. So much confusion in the world, for example, I know when I went to public school, which was, uh, I went to public school in my life, Right? It wasn't as bad as I hear it being today. Now there's safe spaces and whatnot, if you feel like you're being bullied or whatever. And now these safe spaces have traveled into college. If you don't like what I'm going to say to you, that's okay. Everybody has free speech. You're allowed to disagree with me, think for yourself. But in reality today, we can't really stand other people's opinions. And we just kind of say, well, I feel like I'm being bullied. We're going to the No, no. You can have it for opinions. And sometimes schools try kind of force you to believe what it is they believe. We know, we know what I'm talking about. It's confusion. Confusion in the world. There's these certain trends on social media. Right? How do your friends influence you? How does social media All these TikTok trends and, and Snapchat trends, whatever they might be, all these things, whether we realize they're not somehow There are songs in different languages, you know, and sometimes they become tension for the English whistle. But if you listen to these songs, you look up the lyrics, are some of the most disgusting vital things you've ever heard in your life. What am I listening to? How are we presenting ourselves to the world? Are we dressing modestly? Are we dressing so that others will look at us as a mere object? But as someone to be respected? What are we doing? Are we swearing? Right? Are we using the Lord's name in vain? What are we doing to change ourselves to set us apart from the world? So that when we are set apart from the world, we can envision Jesus Christ not only by our words, but by our actions. Again, brothers and sisters, when, I, when we say that we're going to invite our friends and family to church, let them look at you and say that this person is a Christian, this person is a follower of Jesus Christ, and this person is someone who I can look up to. This person is someone I want to be with. That is what our mission is. To realize that the Holy Spirit is at work within us. And to realize that we are being sent out, as the disciples did, to make Christianity, in a certain sense, greater. To make Christianity this moral compass. To make Christianity into something that everyone can look up to and say, Jesus Christ is my Lord, my God, my Savior, is the way, the truth, and the life. And that that is the only way we follow. But it starts with you. If we believe in the words of Jesus, that we will do greater works than Him. We can go out to the world. The world that was just like in the time of the apostles and say, Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen?